Hey guys, today I am going to talk about the characteristics of the prophetic and also just the characteristics of prophetic people. The first thing that I really want to highlight is something that I actually mentioned in a previous teaching, and that was that the root of your prophecies should be love. Point blank. The very, very root of you prophesying, the biggest characteristic that you could have when it comes to you prophesying is love. You know, if you look in 1 Corinthians 14, the love chapter, one of my favorite things about it is it says, uh, love is not self-seeking. And I think that that is a really important thing to remember when you're prophesying. What that, how that can really play out is, you know, is, is just you start out just checking your heart before you prophesy. So you can go to prophesy over somebody and you think, okay, am I seeking to be a really prophetic person? Am I seeking to have, you know, the best prophetic word in this group of people? That could look like in a crowd, you could be prophesying over a group of people. It can just be a few people prophesying over one person. The best thing that you can do is to check your heart because 1 Corinthians also says a little bit later in the chapter that you could know, you can prophesy and know all of the hidden secrets of God, but if you do not have love, you are nothing. That's pretty scary. I know I really uh, made a point to make that a big deal in my other teaching previously, but I think that's a really big deal. But if you do not have love at the core of your prophecies, you are nothing. And so I think one of the biggest things that I really want to uh, push to you guys and really let you guys know is that uh, you need to check your heart before, especially when you first start out. When you first start out prophesying and learning to grow this skill uh, in your life, it's really important to sit there and and say, okay, God, am I doing this, you know, just to have your delight and your affection towards me, or am I doing this for the approval of someone or for the approval of people thinking I'm a great prophet? Uh, you know, I would rather get up in front of a crowd and just say. God says he loves you, if that's all he told me to say. And, you know, when you just begin being faithful with the small things, he's going to start trusting you with the big things, you know. Uh, and people can feel that, you know. People can feel your motives behind that. Uh, and who wants to be called nothing by God, you know. Uh, and I think that's also a really scary thing to know, that you can walk in a gift but not be connected to the gift giver. Because the Bible actually says that the gifts of God are irrevocable. He's not going to take the gifts away from you. So it's really scary to know that you can actually be operating in a gift but not be connected to God. So just make your connection with God the main priority and let the overflow be prophecy. Um, you know, it look and, and spend time with love. If you want to get love into your prophecies, spend time with a God who is love, the gift giver. The gift giver is love. And so spending time with love you can't help but get love on your prophecies because you become like the thing you behold. And you're beholding love and you're beholding God and you're doing your best to spend time with him and to be like him. It's going to get on your prophecies. But I will say starting out, definitely making a point to check your heart and, and really ask those questions. And then from there, you can normally tell if 
you know, your heart kind of gets out of line or, because I mean, I've been there. I've been around really prophetic people and they say these prophetic words that sound really awesome and I just get these ones that just don't seem like a big deal. And maybe even hearing me talk about it, you're thinking, no, that wouldn't be me. When you kind of get in the moment, it could be you. And I just feel like it's really important to at least mention it, uh, just so that you could at least listen and remember and hold on to this. Uh, so when you do get in that situation, you'll say, oh, I remember Leslie saying, love has to be the center of your prophecies. It has to be the foundation of your prophecies. And the next thing I, that I want to go into is, um, pause, what's up? The next thing that I want to discuss when it comes to the characteristics of prophecy is this story that I guess, or I guess an analogy that a teacher once told me when it comes to the prophetic. And he said, uh, when you're prophesying, you're looking for gold. And he used the analogy of gold mining. He said, when you walk into a gold mine, you see dirt everywhere. It's not very hard to see dirt. but it's a, it's a lot harder to see the gold, but you have to look for it. You have to look for it to find it. And he said, that's a lot how prophecy is. You, anybody can see dirt. And what dirt is, is darkness. It's lies people believe. It's those things that so easily entangle Christians. It's that, those things that hold you back from really walking out your identity, walking out your call, walking out your destiny. I mean, the list can go on. There's so much dirt and stuff that can really trip us up in our walks with God. And it's, I just want to even warn you guys and just let you guys know that it's, it's easy to tell the dirt to people and to uh, kind of say those things you're discerning. Because I'd also mentioned in another teaching how when you're learning to prophesy, you're essentially learning to discern spirits. Is it your spirit? Is it Holy Spirit? Is it evil spirits? Is it angels? You know, you're learning to pick up on those things. And you know, in doing that, you have to be careful not to actually prophesy those, what the evil spirits you're picking up on. What we're doing is we're prophesying what heaven is saying, what the Father is saying, and we're bringing it down to see people step into their God-given destinies. And we're just brushing the dirt off. We're brushing off maybe some lies and things that evil spirits have been speaking to people. Because just in the same way that Holy Spirit speaks, so the enemy tries to speak to us. He's just a counterfeit. So a lot of, let me give you an example. This will probably help you a little bit. So I was ministering to a church in Southern California and there was a long line of people that we were doing these things called prophetic booths. So essentially what it looks like is there's me and I have a partner sitting next to me and we're both prophesying over one person that's sitting in front of us. And it's this big open room and we have a few chairs just all set up throughout this room and then people line up and they come and they sit down and we just ask God for a word for those hidden secrets that he is saying over this person to just really see them step into their destiny, you know, and brush off that dirt. And a guy was walking up to me and I remember thinking, he was just kind of further off in line, and I remember getting the worst feelings about him. I remember um, feeling like this, like lust and feeling like I wanted to hide the fact that I even had legs. I just was like, Oh, I felt so strange and so almost violated by him, just his presence alone. And I don't really get that a lot by people. So it was really weird to me that I was having those feelings. 
But I remember thinking, it's okay, like I have this guy prophesying with me, we're in a big crowd of room. Uh, and it didn't look like he wanted to do anything to me. He was a guy maybe in his like early 20s. He just didn't, he wasn't doing anything crazy. It was just this weird thing I was picking up on with this guy. So I'm like, it's fine, I have this person next to me. So anyway, it gets to him in line. He's the next person in line. Right when it's his turn, a guy comes from another part of the room and jumps in front of him uh, and is like, excuse me, grabs the, my partner and said, hey, someone sent me over here to get further ministry from you. My friend looks at me and says, hey, is that cool? Can I go do this? I'm like, and this person's in front of me, this person that I felt so uncomfortable by. I'm like, okay, yes, you can. It was such a quick moment too. It's like, what am I gonna say? Like, how do I describe this whole moment and stuff? So, and I was in a crowd of people. I wasn't in any danger. It was just these weird feelings I was feeling. And if anything, I could just say like, hey, sir, you need to leave at the end of the day, you know? So I'm like, fine, this guy sits in front of me. I'm usually pretty confident in the way that I hear the language of God, the way he speaks to me, which usually is in visions. And then I'll just receive a revelation based off of the vision that I'll get. You, I'm pretty, I mean, since I was a Christian, I've had those visions happen to me. And so this guy sits in front of me and I sit down, nothing, no vision. I'm not seeing anything. I um, am like Jesus, what in the world? Your word says that you are always speaking. I went back to my core values of the Lord's voice and what scripture says. You're always speaking. You want to speak to me more than I want to hear you. So what's going on here? And I just heard Holy Spirit say, speak out the opposite of everything that you're feeling. So I start telling this guy, I'm like, you are pure. You are a safe place. And I'm just saying these things. And the guy starts crying. He just starts bawling his eyes out. And I'm like, I don't know, because I didn't feel profound. I literally was just trying my best to think of the opposite of everything I was feeling towards this guy. And he just begins to open up to me and say just a little bit about his relationship with his dad and how he was really struggling with homosexuality, which rooted from the spirit of lust, which had to do with like pretty much what that he was saying being homosexual, for this guy specifically, I'm not saying this is a blanket statement, so please don't quote me on this, but this guy specifically, he was saying, who I'm attracted to is who I am. And so he was walking around with this like lustful type of mannerisms and actions that that was his identity, it was found in that based off of some stuff that had happened with his dad way early on in his childhood. And what had happened is that, you know, he, when I spoke out the opposite, I was saying what heaven was saying over this guy. I was bringing down heaven in this guy's life because God calls us pure before we're pure. God calls us righteous before we're righteous. He loves us before we're even worth, like before we don't deserve his love and he loves us first. And so with the prophetic, I was able to step in there and release uh, what God was saying over this guy. And that's really what the prophetic does, you know, uh, it's not ignoring that dirt is there. It's not saying, oh, I don't see the dirt. It's a, it's releasing a grace over these people. I like to think of the prophetic as targets, where as I'm releasing this word to someone, it's actually painting a target over them for God to come and do what he has called this person to do before, you know, they were in their mother's womb. You know, they, what God has spoken over these people that I prophesy over, I'm believing that as I'm prophesying, I'm 
speaking that into that person, then God gets to come and move. A, a grace is released, like an operating power is released over people when you begin prophesying. And so, you know, eventually there are ways of, you know, you, I'm not saying the prophetic doesn't ever have to give some tough love on occasion, but I would really encourage you guys, and this is based off of my own experience, you know, really start prophesying, uh, looking for gold and looking for uh, the opposite even sometimes if you're, because the thing is, is, you know, you're discerning and you're picking up on maybe the lies that that person was carrying. Because the thing about that guy even, he, if I would have spoken out and said, you have a spirit of lust on your life, you need to get rid of this, Jesus is here for this, that guy would have said, yep, see, I got a spirit of lust on my life. It would have fed into that lie that was already feeding him and causing him to act in a way that his very presence released that to people. Like I could feel that. But I gave him, I, I introduced him to Jesus. I said, this is who Jesus says you are. And that ultimately is what the prophetic does. And like I, you know, I've said previously in another course is that, you know, your when you get a prophetic word, you bring it to Jesus. And so that guy, I know that guy had to have gone to Jesus and said, wow, God, this person said this about me. Do you really think that? And I believe Jesus met him there. I believe Jesus did that. And I think that's the power of our prophetic words have when we get to, number one, we have got to be rooted in love. That's super important. But then as well, you know, it, it lets people have a connection to God and a way maybe, you know, their life circumstances have kept them from believing that they can really connect to God. And I just think the prophetic wakes that up in people. It shows people that God is alive. Uh, later, First Corinthians 14 as well, I know I mentioned another another class as well, it says that when someone prophesies, people fall on their face and they and they worship God. They say, God is with you. And that's what I, that's the power. It's the power of what our prophecies have. So the two things I just really want you guys to uh, focus on is for sure definitely staying rooted in love. I can't stress it enough that love has just got to be the foundation of your prophecies. And the second thing, look for the gold, find the gold in the midst of dirt, brush off the dirt that the devil's thrown on people and just really uh, bring heaven down to people's lives. That's the power that your prophecies have. It has the power to bring Jesus into their everyday life circumstances. You get to change people's thought processes. You change their paradigms. You change with your prophecies. You could even change the course of their family lineage. You put a halt to what the devil's been trying to do with the power of God's word. Uh, so I just bless you guys and I release you guys to be uh, all that God has called you to be uh, with prophetic giftings and callings and things on your life. Uh, I hope this message has encouraged you and I just hope you guys feel so empowered to go empower the believers around you and to go release words to non-believers that they would know that God is alive and so for them.